0: You're listening to Just Asking with therapist Stephen Ng. It's a conversation on what we're all thinking about, but no one's talking about, our sexuality and how to manage it intelligently.
1: Hi, this is Stephen Ng, and I'm hanging out with my friend Jackie again, and I invite you to join us in one of those unusually comfortable conversations. Unusual because, as always, we're going to be talking about sex and things related to sex. Hi, Jackie. Hi, how are you? I am well. I understand you have uh, an article from a friend you wanted to share with me.
0: Yes. Um, I have a friend who sent this over. I uh, looked at it over the weekend. It's called A Fight for Men's Rights in California Courts. And it's all about how um, men's rights activists challenging female-focused businesses, Uh-oh. marketing, educational programs, and civic projects, Yes, I'm quoting.
1: That's not going to go well. That though.
0: have surged since the election of President Trump in November 2016 and the Me Too movement.
1: So, so many great things have happened since President Trump took So office. many great things. So many great things. <laughs> so for
0: now, we're going to focus on this one.
1: <laughs> well, okay. So, um, and, your, and your take on it, you read the article. So what do you think?
0: Well, I was talking to a, a young male friend about this earlier, and we basically agreed that it comes down to whether or not you're actually being hurt through through something like a, you know, one of the things that they sue about in this in this um, article they mentioned is ladies' nights in bars where women get cheaper drinks or free drinks. And they sue for this because um, it's discrimination against men.
1: right, right. And I my my wife is a former nightclub owner, and she was talking to me gosh, in the last, sometime in the last few months about, uh, that very phenomenon and she'd use that to fill up her club.
0: I think that we all know why <laughs> why women get cheaper drinks. I I, I would think that we all Spill know. Spill it out it's, for us. It's been, I, it's, it's been a while. It's <sighs> been a while since I've gone to a ladies' night, so maybe things have changed. But you get the women in there, you get them the free drinks, and then the men follow. It's a marketing strategy, sure. and honestly, it helps the men because then they don't have to buy the women the drinks. <laughs> which I'm assuming still happens. I don't you know
1: yeah, I just am laughing at the language that they don't have to buy the women drinks and of course they never really did in a society based on equality but because of some of our archaic notions about make according and ma- mating uh we presume that strangers should be buying women drinks. Right. Which is not the littlest bit creepy, is it?
0: Oh no, it's super <laughs> creepy. It's uh yeah.
1: Yeah, by objection, you know, to somebody, for me, is I can't tell you how many clients, but not in the dozens, probably the hundreds, who have uh, gotten involved in a sexual relationship under exactly those conditions. And they're in my office because they learn to really regret uh, the procedure. So I'm kind of against the idea anyway of free drinks for anyone, men or women.
0: Probably good <laughs> in general we should we should have to pay for our drinks it does help slow us down a little bit
1: yeah I mean that's what you do when you want to take advantage of somebody just prior to signing contracts and that kind of thing so right. you know what I well I'll tell you what I don't like about it what I don't like about it for me it seems like it sets women up as bait uh, for the predatory male sex drive and that I don't believe really exists I don't believe there is a universal predatory, um, component to a male sex drive, that and we, but we're setting it up for that because the alcohol is going to reduce inhibitions. Um, the 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 covert message is all these ladies are here, gentlemen, for your taking. Right. And the ladies who are taking advantage of the free drinks and the no cover charge are also experiencing some uh, diminution of their own capacity for good judgment. So. Which, uh, what could possibly go wrong right Well and
0: it does bring us back to another podcast that we have done um, called don't Drink and Sex.
1: Uh, oh don't drink and sex I remember that one. Yeah. yeah this is this this very much puts drinking and sex in the same basket and I, I deplore that. but as far as the gender bias, I do see the I, I see the argument here's, and uh, you don't like it because well, I could tell you didn't like well,
0: it. well here's my problem with this. Is there are some things that are very serious where men do get discriminated against. Name one. Um, a lot of times in custody battles. You know, okay. the, the assumption is that the woman is a better parent than okay, the man. Okay, so
1: you're not just paying lip service. You actually have a good example. No, I. And, I agree. and I agree. paternity
0: leave. You know, women tend to get longer time. Granted, there's physical reasons for that, but it's harder for men to get paternity leave to spend time with their children when they're first born or, or an adoption. Agreed. Which obviously is just as necessary for the for family. Um, one of the examples I use in here is a man who was paying child support for a child who was not his, and he had to actually go to court to fight um, to, to not continue paying child support. I think things like that are serious issues, and I think that when you do things like Ladies Night, it diminishes it diminishes the seriousness of real issues.
1: Yeah, For me, it also, I got to say, I mean, I, I understand the marketing ploy, and I get that part of it, but I think... For me, it also infantilizes women, um, that women get in for free and drinks are for free and everything's for free and all they have to do is just stand there and be scooped up by and the have, men.
0: And have boobs and then they get...
1: Well, yes, in a perfect world. <laughs> <laughs> but it just seems to me that, you know, this This is just one more of of many... Privileges, quotes around that word, privileges that that really infantilize women, or that are remnants of some earlier time when women were universally perceived as being weaker, more vulnerable, or and property, and, and and not the vulnerable, or excuse me, not the strong, assertive women of today who are capable of earning their own income. Thank you very much, and who don't need a man to take care of them as much as they might be actively interested in sharing their life with a partner. Sure, So,
0: well let me use another example in here that I also do not think is discrimination because I'd I'd be interested in your your take on this. Um, There was a theater that, uh, it was probably a feminist play and they had decided that no men could come, that no men could come to the play, it was for women only. And a gay man went with his girlfriend to go and was turned away at the door. And um, I think a lawsuit resulted out of that, too.
1: And he probably made some money.
0: I don't know. I actually, they didn't, they didn't say what the outcome was on that one.
1: Well, I have, a, I have a somewhat similar story I don't think I've ever shared with you. I was in London um, many years ago, and uh, just walking through town uh, as a tourist, I saw an interesting-looking bookstore, and I walked up to go inside. And there was a sign that said, um, we request that all men stay out. Wow. And um, I even back then was Irish enough to um, see red, and <laughs> I'm still that way. But I, I just, I just forced myself to walk in, facing all this pretty much universal glares of disapproval. And it was um, a, it was a bookstore catering to issues or people with interest in issues related to gender and sexual stereotyping and um, all the kinds of things I'm, I find fascinating and I I would have I would have been I think somewhat diminished had I not chosen to walk in but clearly the owners of the shop would have loved to have been able to have a prohibition against men So you know there's there's examples out there and I, I think the, the problem for me, uh, especially as a therapist, I would have to say, but I think anybody listening to this would agree that because we're um, in this conversation, you and I are both heterosexuals and you when you date, you date men and and I date or marry only women. and so all of my bad stories are all about women. and I'm guessing all of your bad stories and I, don't that... I
0: have bad stories about women.
1: Well, none that I've dated yes, but none in the romance right. part of your life. And so when we, you know, when I'm in a therapy group, I'll often hear one gender or the other stereotype and saying, well, men are just, and then some horrible pejorative thing comes out of their mouth. Or women are all, and the same thing happens in reverse. And what they're not doing, what so many of us aren't doing, is simply taking responsibility for the fact that we, and we alone, are the ones who decided who we were going to let into our lives. And that makes a big difference because if you have a terrible picker and you keep picking one loser after another, one horribly vicious person after another, one alcoholic after another, you might be, I think, forgiven for presuming that, well, all women are drunks or all men are pigs or they're all crazy and abusive and... And instead, you know, there's so much more power in taking a look on the inside. What is it about me that I keep picking women like that? Or in your case, what is it about you that you keep picking men like this? And that's now that's illuminating. But to just gender stereotype, it's a little bit like racial stereotyping, isn't it?
0: For sure. And I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for this one. (laughs) I I was having a a talk with um, with a young woman and, and I told her that I'm I'm friends with almost every man I've ever dated that I've had a serious relationship with. We're still friends. And she said, I don't even know how that's even possible. You know, <laughs> she said, I don't even speak to any of the men I've ever dated. And it's because I pick good men. Mm. You know, I do, I pick decent men. They it may not have been right for us, mm-hmm. but they're decent people.
1: Yeah, that and that makes sense. I'm more like your friend. <laughs> and I can see a trajectory from my younger years where I was the most uninformed and the most impulsive and the most foolish to debriefing as time went by to where it was getting better and better and to where I'm ultimately supremely happy in my current uh, relationship.
0: As you should be. Yeah. <laughs> because you are married to a goddess.
1: But if—and that's true. I mean, if you're listening, don't think for a minute. I didn't <laughs> think that wasn't true. But um, I, it just seems to me like in this battle of the sexes, we, we're still very— much guilty of stereotyping. I was watching last night that uh, film that came out not too long ago about Billie Jean King. Uh, in her tennis match versus who was it?
0: Uh, Riggs.
1: Is it Danny? No.
0: Somebody Riggs. Someone with Steve Carell is in the movie. Yes,
1: right? Steve Carell plays and plays that uh, character and. Here we have all this gender stereo, stereotyping about men, and she was married at the time. I didn't realize that that she was married to a guy, and it seemed like he was a decent enough sort of person, but carrying this enormous secret around with her because of her sexual orientation.
0: Right, in a time when that wasn't safe.
1: Right, and it was one of those. It was one of those amazing stories that had one sexual irrational belief after another in it. Uh, ostensibly in a story about... Bobby Riggs. Yeah, ostensibly in a story about tennis and the competition between men and women at, in athletic events, when really it was about so much more. And at the time, I don't think a lot of the people could really see that. And I, I'm, well, confident Billie Jean King's husband wasn't aware of you know her dilemma and how she was feeling with all of that. So, you know, there's an uh, inability to talk about sexual matters, makes fools out of all of us and our children. And it's one of those subjects that I remember when I was a boy growing up, along with religion and politics, it was one of those subjects that people in polite company did not discuss.
0: Which brings us back to, interesting, because we kind of went like this, brings us back to the topic at hand, which is equality, Mm -hmm. gender equality, and what that means. You know, what, what does it mean for the genders to be truly equal?
1: Right. And your argument would be ladies' night is really an okay thing because it doesn't hurt men, I'm guessing.
0: I, I agree with you that we should not use liquor to. <laughs> we should not use le- liquor as lubricant. <laughs> I agree with you about wow. that. Um, social lubricant. Social lubricant. I don't. I don't. I, I think that this is a frivolous lawsuit. And, and going back to the the, the play.
1: Where the man was not allowed. Where the man was
0: not allowed. I feel like, and we've talked about this before with Boy Scouts. I think it's nice for people to have a place of their own.
1: Boy, you know, we're we have a lot of common ground, even though we disagree on some of this stuff. I know that in the main, we both want the same world where people have, are happy and they have, you know, options that allow them to fulfill their highest calling in life. Uh, and and this is one where, you know, I just think there's so many hurt feelings and there's so much sensitivity and. And to be honest, so many opportunists on both sides sure. that we're going to see, you know, some nibbling at the edges where there's not going to be so much integrity and not so much heartfelt, you know, sincere feelings of, of outrage as much as a motivation to cash in and get some money. And this may very well be one of those cases, um, but, but that's kind of how it works, I think, whenever anything is new coming along. And I know that for people who decry political correctness, it just seems like too many rules. There's too much repression of normal human activity. Why can't I just do what I want? Yes, why are you ruining my party? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think historically what we're looking at is, you know, a major social transformation uh, from a more patronizing patriarchal culture to one in which women may finally, in in a future utopia, be considered truly equal. And to get there, I think we'll make some false moves. I think there's mostly very sincere moves to get there. But we're really frail and flawed in our thinking as a population. And a lot of people, I think that one of the biggest thinking errors is that people think everything has to be the same in order to be equal.
0: Well, and I think people think that everything is about them, too. (laughs) You know, you've seen this where people get upset that somebody is in a restaurant speaking Spanish and you assume that they're talking about you.
1: Right, or that they're being somehow disrespectful of America because they're speaking Spanish. Or like the one lady in the news not too long ago who was... Uh, berated by the man at a park because she was wearing a Puerto Puerto Rican uh, flag as a shirt or a motif on her shirt. And uh, he just went off as if this is somehow an attack on him. And really, isn't isn't that really what's going on is underneath all of this impetus for equality, a lot of people are experiencing a lot of fear.
0: Well and I imagine the Me Too movement in general and I, I saw a funny tweet this weekend. It's you know, they said the men who are their response to the Me Too movement is it's is it safe for me to talk to women yet? Probably right. for them it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Probably they shouldn't be.
1: Right. Well <laughs> <laughs> Because and...
0: they, they obviously don't understand what
1: well, and, and this is the part that I decry. I know that you're kind of okay with that. Myself, I'm really not okay with that because the last thing I think we need to, is yet another move to divide us uh, when really our salvation lies in our unity. So that if we can come together with some understanding and start, you know, genuinely extending compassion and, and a little bit of patience to one another, like why do you think that way? Or tell me how you first came sure. to believe what you believe. Then I think um, we have a chance to have a real dialogue. In the meantime, uh, my, my amygdala gets stirred up when I hear it's not safe to talk. Uh, and I, I don't want to close the door, damn it, if I'm alone in an office with a woman. That, that could be misinterpreted way too many ways. And that kind of uh, chronic suspicion and hypervigilance I don't think is uh, good for gender politics in this country, okay, no matter clarify, what side you're on.
0: I agree with you. I agree <laughs> on everything you just said. Okay, hold uh, the
1: presses, <laughs> and we can lock down this uh, t- podcast yeah, right we're done now. Out.
0: <laughs> um, but what I I think that the Me Too movement, and obviously there's frivolousness on the female side with that as well. Um, but I think what the Me Too movement is doing is it is bringing out people's fears, people's you know a lot of responses that that maybe aren't completely rational and concerned because it is changing society is changing and it's obviously been changing for a long time but this one seems like a sea change
1: oh it feels like that to me and i could i just welcome it you know the internet isn't for me at least the internet is is really a a very mixed blessing at both at at best i should say and and yet this hashtag Me Too movement would not be happening without social networking. And I am delighted that women have who have been abused have found a safe place for them to begin a conversation with one another and then just to find out how many of us are there who have been struggling with this. Oh, there are a lot more of us than we might have first believed, you know, for the people who thought it was just them or sure. they were the only ones. And and, and someday, uh, I, my hope is that that heterosexual white males and black males, for that, for that matter, will also find a place where they can start talking because they haven't quite got there yet. We've got some specialty sites on the Internet where men who've been abused as children by a Catholic priest, they can go and, and connect Uh, And then now, gosh, in the news just lately, adult men who've been sexually abused by senior clerics in the Catholic Church uh, are starting to figure out, hey, I wasn't the only one, this is really a problem. So we as a culture are changing how we think about sex and how we talk about sex. And for me, it's not a moment too soon. I think it's gonna blow the lid off of so many horrible things and bring in a wonderful sea change for this whole world. Not just America, but I mean the whole world.
0: I think so too, and I think it. Um, as we're wrapping up, it does come back to your original premise. The reason we're doing this, all of this, is to get people talking about sexuality, and to get people managing their sexuality intelligently. But the more we talk about what happened to us, the easier it is for other people to talk about what happened to them.
1: Yeah, and I I think, um, if I could piggyback on what you said, I I agree completely. The thing that seems to be missing, whether we're uh, feminists of one stripe or another, and I am a feminist, uh, or we're anti and maybe more of a traditional mind, we are truly all in this together. And so for me as a heterosexual man, I have three daughters. I have granddaughters. Do you think there's any way in this world I want them to be held back because of their gender or I want them to be less safe or less successful because of their gender? Of course not. But in the same way, uh, I have grandsons and I want them to be successful and to have a safe life as well. So this this business of boys against girls, it's really something very juvenile that I'm hoping everybody listening to this will can set aside and just kind of embrace some of the needs and the feelings that uh, people are expressing around them, no matter what side they're on and no matter how traditional or how uh, way liberal they might be.
0: Again, I agree with you. <laughs> so on that note, we should probably wrap up while I still agree with you.
1: Well, we invite you to uh, chime in on this conversation and all the other ones by tweeting us uh, comments or questions at Stephen Ing MFT. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye now.